0: holy crap it's another another episode of the culture guitarist my name is a lot on my plate al uh with me as ever is calm down iago casper (laughs) and our guest this episode is seriously sean arbo gun street wiring
1: (laughs) I you know that was a perfect one uh, <laughs> that, that fits my personality perfect hey oh, that's Excellent. Good, I like thought... we're best friends already oh
0: you oh, <laughs> dreams do come true <laughs> <laughs> oh.
1: gotta start small I guess uh, so, uh, <laughs> my dreams are small I say but being friends with me it's pretty pretty easy to be oh
0: the, you're the Sean from Gun Street Wiring. The man, the <laughs> you, myth, the legend. Yeah, man. You, you call yourself a small dream, but uh, you've come up on a lot of previous episodes. Mm-hmm,
1: mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, Highly, well, highly recommend it. You. Thank you, everyone. You know? <laughs> if you could see me, I'd be bowing right now.
0: Oh, I yeah, like next. it.
2: Formal.
1: <laughs> exactly.
2: Someone
0: could Super learn
1: from this, Casper.
2: <laughs> I was going to make a joke about you not having any friends, but I'm going to leave it alone. <laughs> It's I like, you giver? have one. I, you finally got I a have friend. have people on my Facebook. <laughs> yeah. They've told me they're my friends. like
1: clicking friend request accepted. Right. I got one like that was not my mom. That's, <laughs>
0: you know, one of the funniest scenes in uh, She's Out of My League is like the one character, everybody's like, hey, Dylan, you're on Facebook? He's like, yeah, I got like 37 friends. <laughs> Whoa. Like, oh, man, that's, that's my life ah <laughs> uh, well, uh let's let's kick it off, kick it proper. Don't want any more angry messages from Dan presenter more guitars about forgetting to ask people what they've been up to this week. Thanks Dan for that news anxiety trigger. <laughs> so, this week, let's start with the guest. Seriously, Sean, what have you been up to, man?
1: Well, I guess it's kind of guitar related cuz I know this is supposed to be about guitars. Uh I recently had my laptop that I've been using for Gun Street for the last four years, it crapped out. So I ended up uh, spending way too much money on a PC. Uh, So I got, you know, a brand new setup. I can do a lot more videos, I can do a lot of stuff like that. Uh, So I'm excited for that. And then also to kind of uh, help motivate me, I would say, uh, I picked up a Les Paul Jr. guitar kit to uh, build.
0: Oh, cool! cool. Well, who'd have ever thought a guy who makes uh, wiring looms for the aftermarket would, uh, build a guitar. Or, building yeah. Yeah, that's <laughs> that's
3: kind
1: of that's, how I started. No one and saw that like, coming. <laughs> no, no. And then, uh, uh, I was like, uh, you know what? Sometimes I love wiring. Like that's, I got obsessed with it. And then sometimes when it turns into your job, you're just like, you know, I don't really want to build a wiring kit tonight. So maybe I'll just go, uh, build a guitar. It's a tough life, you know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
3: rough, man. (laughs) Really complaining about those
0: first-world problems. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly.
1: It's not real mahogany, so it's not legit. Oh, oh. <laughs> i oh just kidding. I care last. <laughs> it's like that
0: friend of yours is like, the bank won't cash my check because it's too big. <laughs> 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 <Ugh>. <laughs> Which, as a musician, is a problem I'm super familiar with. <laughs> yeah. It's the sarcastic. What are going to do with these? Yeah. Just airplane loads of money that they keep dropping off. <laughs> uh, well, Casper, what have you been up to this week, buddy? It little a busy week, man.
2: Yeah, I'm looking at part of your busy week. Yeah. yeah we. Uh, so my dad came over, and and it was really kind of a... We've been planning to frame the studio and put it all together to keep the heat in. Uh, so, you know, we gathered up some wood and... So a know, little this, bit of backstory for the listeners, because I don't yeah. think we've ever mentioned this, but the studio... Yeah, it's is my basement. ...Casper's unfinished basement. Yeah, <laughs> and, and, you know, for... Lack of a better word, it was contained. Yeah, <laughs> put up <laughs> some heavy moving blankets, and yeah, just and some, to keep the sound yeah. kind of contained a little bit. And it was like office cubicle wall things had been yep. used to. Yeah, it so it wasn't like
0: crappy. It was no, it was good. It was okay.
2: Yeah. Um, but it, it's getting rather chilly outside, and uh, the basement yeah. does not have heat. It was freezing down here. It was so cold down here. So, um, we made the plan to get collect some two by fours and some plywood, and 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 frame in the studio. Just for the sheer heat retention. Mm-hmm. Um, so we can run an oil heater and, or a radiator type heater in here and keep it warm. Uh, so, you know, I kind of gathered the stuff together with the idea that, you know, over the next few weeks, maybe I would, you know, plunk away at it. And then my dad's like, what are you doing? I'm like, "Nothing." Mm, awesome. He's like, "Okay, I'm coming over. We're doing your basement." I'm like, "Oh, okay." <laughs> so that happened in a day. Uh, yeah, like that morning. He's like, "What are you doing?" I like framing walls, though. It's it's kind it of it was a, enjoyable task, somewhat therapeutic. Except my back's really bad, and I yeah. had a Cairo mm-hmm. a Cairo appointment that morning. And he had just come from like a deep like a massage appointment because he's got a he had a broken back when I was well before I was born. Yeah, like, him and some friends rolled a car out on the Monte Lake Highway and broke his back and didn't know for ten years. So. <laughs> He's got a bad back. <laughs> I got a, I got a bit of a bad back at the, at you know now. So we were, it, we were, it was quite the entertaining thing having seeing us hobble around down here, um, putting the studio together. But, uh, it is markedly warmer in here, and I'm kind of digging it. I'm liking the heat. It is not uh, where I want the heat to be yet,
0: but. <laughs> Oh, I'm it's, sorry. It's uh, you should be. I would like to be
3: <laughs> It's How it's dare it's, you.
0: it's a huge improvement over the utter frigidness of uh, where we were before down here, which was
2: pretty darn frigid. Yeah. I mean, it is -17 outside right now.
0: Uh, Stop excusing your laziness and just get the freaking insulation. <laughs> Sometimes I wish we were on camera so people could <laughs> see the faces you make. <laughs> like,
2: I'm sorry, Al. Jesus, I wish I had done this more promptly and, and but to a higher standard. I Most so of this sorry. show is just me,
0: like, saying horrible things to you for the facial expressions, and no one ever gets to see that to me.
1: <laughs> just take a quick snap and uh, post on Instagram. <laughs> yes, I mean, yeah. Yeah. No, sure. no captions.
2: No, yeah, I'll just... Uh, we should just start taking photos,
0: yeah. Okay, I'll take a photo right now of uh, Casper's face. Don't move your face, okay? <laughs> I'm holding. Yeah. No duck face. Hold your big, stupid, dumb face exactly as it. Is. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on. Let me gather yeah, myself.
3: <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: Oh, am I taking this one now? <laughs> this, this, <laughs> casper's face there
2: we go yeah that's a good one all right, all right. <laughs> it was a little bit of heat did you feel it there's a little bit of heat there's a little <laughs> bit of like negative energy if there were heat
0: i wouldn't have had to say what i said
2: <laughs>
3: <laughs>
2: you want to <laughs> take a picture of that al yeah i'm not gonna post that. Yeah. Picture. <laughs> yeah, <that's> it. <laughs> <laughs> no it's looking good studios looking yeah, good. yeah man it's, it's coming together there's more to do um you know like hang the door and, and everything in mean, the yeah. but uh, it's uh it's considerably more comfortable down here right now. Yeah, and I'm liking it. So. Yeah,
0: you know, you know, I'll pitch in some money if you want to get some insulation for the.
2: Yeah. The walls you put up. Yeah, maybe. Just means boarding up the inside, and I wasn't going to do that.
0: Well, we could just uh, throw some insulation up and put the vapor barrier over it. Don't have to board nothing. Hmm. Look real. Nice. Five dollars will that work? Well, it won't look super great, but you know.
2: Warm, yeah. right? What about you, buddy? Uh, oh, wait. I got an order of stuff. Oh, we need to talk about stuff that we got from John, too. We do, yeah. So why don't you talk about that, and then I'll point out the things that I got. That's good, because
0: honestly, man, I've been so distracted today. I don't know what I'm going to do this week. I can't even imagine
2: what you're going through today, buddy, really.
0: Um, So John Esterly from Rare Buzz was kind enough to send us all, every single one, of his Fruit Series uh, PCBs yeah the pedal kits pedal kits and uh, these things are super rad. John put a lot of thought into these is um, not only are they ready to go pedal kits, but you can swap in your own parts on these things mm-hmm. and within a certain tolerance level yeah and and uh, essentially customize your own pedal.
2: yeah the the literature he includes on He's his website thorough. is yeah. very, very thorough. I was super impressed. So, so. Very cool little thing. These fruit series pedals
0: haven't dived into them yet. I have a feeling you're you're going to be diving into them. Probably. I don't even know if I'll get to diving into them because I'm not uh, <laughs> not super inclined to do pedal kits and stuff. But uh, ah, I see. You got uh, so yeah. You so Casper ordered uh, enclosures a little while ago. Yes, I did. I ordered arrived. some 125B enclosures. <laughs> I think they go in 125B. I hope they do. They look those look big enough to fit. The I thing. think so. Yeah. I mean, if anything, they might be too small for the enclosures, which is no big deal. Yeah. So yeah, we've got these cool fruit series pedal kits from Rare Buzz Effects. Mm-hmm. Looking forward
2: to hearing and-, and did you know that that John's business card I did. I knew this ahead a, of time. Yeah. Is a boost pedal. <laughs> it's yep. incredible. like yep. if you just populate the board, it is it's called the business card boost. I love this. Yeah. <laughs> John's a good dude. Yeah. yeah
0: he's uh, John's, and again, one of those guys that everybody in, like, the, the maker world of guitar-related stuff seems to somehow know John and just loves the to
1: pieces. Yep. Secretly, it's just very, very small. It kind of so is. We talk to everyone talks to everyone. <laughs>
0: Are you in the Discord group as well?
1: No. I'm not that cool. I, <laughs> okay, they've added us, okay. and we're just Yeah, like, we're just a couple of Muppets. Secretly, secretly, I'm not very good at social media. I'm like, I... I even though I'm a young person, I grew up on like the beginning of social media, where like that was the cool thing to do, and I kind of missed out on that. And I'm like, eh, I, I like Facebook, I I like Instagram, but I don't like actively, am on it. That's okay. I'm yeah. weird. <laughs> I'm one of those weird millennials. Most, you know what?
0: Most of the people my own age, I'm I'm, I'm turning forty this year. We are the. You're what? We're, I'm forty. I'm, yeah. I'm sorry. Well, we're we're the start of the millennial <laughs> generation, 1981. Yeah. Um, and most of my like cronies from high school and stuff aren't social media users, it's just we were before the internet enough
2: <laughs> that most of us didn't take to We it. We played outside, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I mean,
0: you're come on, your kids play
2: outside. I still. broke bones, and my, okay, I don't even want to talk about it. Like,
0: <laughs> but, but like, <sighs> I've noticed, like, my wife is uh eight years younger than me, nine years younger mm-hmm. than me. I married a young hot piece. Uh, anyway. Um,
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: she's much more social. Oh, you're so up. lucky she doesn't <laughs> listen to the show. I mean, if she ever does, uh, if uh, she ever starts listening to the show, she's going to both be flattered <laughs> and be really upset. She's going to be yeah, furious.
2: And I love it. The, 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 the <laughs> big, I'll know the second she starts string listening String cuss show. words. I want you to record <laughs> that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> One day I got to. Have I
0: told the this, this story behind I Like Your Butt? no on I don't, not. Uh, maybe not in the <laughs> air so while it's a okay, fantastic really song really fast while we're talking about my wife we when we were dating we started off as a long distance relationship she moved up to my hometown because we didn't we hated the long distance thing it was it's 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 tough mm-hmm. and uh we were going to open my people nights. like that uh like other no, people out there I that dig that th- i don't, don't know. know it actually has perks and and stuff like it's it forces you to really talk to really connect and mm. that kind of thing. That's Which, a good point. You know, when you're in the honeymoon phase of a dating relationship, you can a- <laughs> actually kind of avoid and it and can be, <laughs> it can be just a lot of sex and food. Go on.
2: <laughs> <laughs> just just skip it yep. We're going to
0: <laughs> But we were long distance, so it really forced us to connect and get to know each other and stuff. So there was, that was good. Anyway, she moves to up to my hometown. We're going to a lot of open mic nights. She's a great singer. I like to perform. Or that's that's every week. We went out for open mic nights that was a big part of our dating. And uh <laughs> I don't remember how it came about, but uh somebody sang some just really like off-color tune to their to somebody they wanted to get it on with and uh, the other person was not interested and it was like one of those sexy tunes you just don't sing to somebody if you're not already dating them or married to them. <laughs> <laughs> and uh so it was a little awkward. And our table was joking about like, oh man, you, you know, it'd be funny, to, just joking about saying something like that. Was it your like girlfriend,
2: bad touch, or
0: I don't remember. Okay. It's been four or five years, and I have the memory of you know goldfish. That's with head trauma. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, so I went on stage and off the fly, and I've always been really good at making up songs. You off are the fly. actually, uh, yeah. It's, and they, it's it's I can make it's them. It's
2: <laughs> I'm pretty. This this case may be a bit of a curse, yeah. but...
0: <laughs> and I was I was a stand up comedian, so I'm good at you know good at being clever on the fly. And so I made up this song for my wife, just to just to absolutely she just it was designed for her to hate, <laughs> and it exceeded. <laughs> I <I'll> say
3: <laughs>
0: you nailed it, I nailed it. Yeah. <laughs> and the song was "I like your butt." I've never written formal lyrics to the verses; I make them up new every single time, which is all part of the fun of it for me. But the chorus is, I like your butt. I like it a lot. I like your butt, that glorious gluteus that you got. That (laughs) is. (laughs) And it's one of those songs that the more sloppy and drunk you sound when you're singing the chorus, the better. (laughs) Oh, there you go. It's kind of like a Dr. Hook tune. (laughs) 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 And so I went up and I made up this song, and she was up right after me. And uh, when she walked on stage uh unfortunately there was a table full of oilfield workers that their heads were on a swivel following her butt <laughs> as she walked on. she did not enjoy it <laughs> Uh, but it kind of became a little bit of a joke between us. And, and uh, then word got out about that song, and I have sung it at probably 65% of my touring performances ever since. <laughs> <laughs> it's my
2: favorite when we're – I think we've been to – I've been to a few of your been shows. To, yeah, we've been to a bunch, bunch of – bunch of your shows. But my favorite are the ones when she's there and you take requests. And that one comes up, <laughs> and yeah. I, I might have yeah, you, suggested you, it yeah, a couple of times. Thrown me under the bus just, a few times on just, that one, just to watch her face turn really red and hate you. It's <laughs> kind of funny.
0: So yeah, that's that's how I like your butt came up, and I don't remember why we. But yeah, why am I telling the story? I don't know. I don't know. Anyway, it's out there now. So that happened.
1: Um, now you have to wait for her to, to come up for their own. It says, uh, eyes up here, guys. <laughs> yeah.
0: She's a tough cookie. My wife, she'll tell you she'll, <laughs> she, she, anyways. Uh, so I don't remember what I've been up to musically this week. That was a fun, weird story time thing, but, uh, everything in my, my music world kind of is like, I don't remember what's going on. My parents' house is burning down literally as Would we speak right now. Yeah. Oof. So I, that, uh, this afternoon, the, uh, the police phoned me because uh, I was still listed as a resident in the at the address. And they wanted to make sure I wasn't in the house. And they hadn't been able to reach my parents, so they wanted to know where my parents were, if they were, should be looked for in the home. Uh, nobody could reach my parents for a little while, which was really comforting. <laughs> oh. oh, man. But um, everybody's fine. Uh, the family's all good. Uh, there's a couple of cats that are MIA right now. Everybody's worried about the two cats. That's uh, that's the worst of it. you know, And then there's lots of knickknacks. Uh, family they, photo like albums. the whole house. Yeah. And, yeah, and the house is gone. The house yeah, is gone. I was FaceTiming my parents as of a uh, little over an hour ago. And, uh, you know, they were shown they're sitting on the neighbor's property safely away from the
2: blaze. The firefighters are...
0: Trying to fight the fire as much as they can, but it's so cold, it's uh, like
2: minus 45. Yeah, out there it's so today. cold the
0: water truck water keeps freezing, so they're having a hard time. Oof. They can't really fight the fire, yeah. But whenever the water unthaws enough that they can spray it, they are that's their job. But the house is gone, um, so that was just a bit of a weird, tough day. Um, but everybody's okay, family's good. My dad was making jokes about cooking hot dogs over the flames, and <laughs> so you know my, my parents are fun they're actually more fascinated by the process of how the house is burning down i don't think they've really absorbed uh, what's going on right now like they're both like oh look at the roof section collapse just there isn't that it and you can see flames in the windows there wow this is interesting like it was really like are you guys okay <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> how much of that smoke are you breathing in like so yeah it's been a weird day been a weird day and it's going to be a weird couple of weeks. I still had a lot of stuff uh, in storage at the house, which, so I'm, I'm assuming it's gone. My, you know, like all my books, that's, that bums me out, man. I had several hundred books that are gone. Yeah. So I was too lazy to pack them up and move them when I came down here and <laughs> just didn't have anywhere to put them. So. Dang. Yeah. I mean, books are easy to replace. There's a couple in there that I can't, like my, my, my high school yearbooks in there somewhere and it's probably gone. So. But otherwise, you know, it's just stuff.
2: Yeah. Everybody's okay, though. So that's Everybody's the main okay. Thing.
0: Yeah. Both my parents are out of the house. So everything's okay. Yeah. Sorry, man. That sucks. Yeah. Yeah. But anyway, on that happy note. <laughs> 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 well uh, sorry sean i feel like i should have warned no, you you're in good. The chat. Uh, actually, I mean,
1: we could have rescheduled i would have been offered I mean- <laughs> well,
0: uh, so we're in vernon bc which uh you know we're near the west coast of canada my parents mm-hmm. live in grand prairie alberta it's a it's a 10 and a half 11 hour drive from here yeah uh yeah there's nothing uh, like i'm utterly useless <laughs> there's nothing yeah. i can do to help it's it, you know I could rush up there and then be like, uh, "Can you find me a place to sleep now that your house burnt down?" <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, it's <laughs> it's fine. My 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 sister and her husband are are there with my parents right now. Uh, my brother and his wife live up there, so they, they've they got tons of friends in their old church community and stuff. They're they're fine. Everything's fine. Like yeah. they've already had people drop off clothes and toiletries and stuff for them to you know. It, it's all fine. It's everybody community is
2: in force. Yep. yep, that's good.
0: Yep, my dad's, uh, he was on the phone with insurance and stuff, so, like, it, really, it's just, it's stressful, but, like, my, we're lucky. My family's in a yep. good enough place that they have great insurance. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's, you know, that's fine. My dad has made a lot of jokes my entire life about how, you know, stuff is worth more if it were to just burn to the ground, so I'm a little suspicious. <laughs> <laughs> so... <laughs>
1: that's funny so i installed this knob and tube in the house Uh, i heard it's the the latest in electricity
0: yeah Yeah, but a weird thing is like a couple years ago uh maybe oh i shouldn't say a couple years ago. probably 10 years ago um my parents built a oh geez more than 10 years ago my parents built a renovation onto the house and it really it literally doubled the size of the house they basically built a second house attached to the house and made a t-shaped house and it was the new renovation side that burned first.
2: Mm. Not the old side. Yeah. Usually things don't take 10 or 15 years to go faulty, though.
0: No. <laughs> but it's, it's weird. You should expect the older thing to, like, go. I, I would have expected the older side of the house to go, because the older side was built in the 70s. But
2: I guess. Yeah. Anyway.
0: Anyways, let's get moving on. <laughs> Here on the fire podcast. Uh, So, Sean. Gun street wiring, man, let's just fire it right into it. I wish I had some cool theme music for this. We keep saying we're going to make some, we
2: never do. You you keep saying that. I know. I want to, <laughs> I want to make some cool origin story
0: theme music. Uh, but we don't have it. So for, you know, without it, we're just going to fire it right into it. Give us the origin story of like, how did you, like, how do you end up making
1: wiring kits and stuff? So I've always been a wannabe guitar builder since like I was 15. Um, I tend to be—I didn't realize this until recently—and my parents make fun of me for having, you know, Gun Tree Wiring Shop as a business. But I've always been a maker, so um, building guitars—I kind of got used to just, you know, every little aspect of that. And then by chance, I got uh, addicted to to passive circuits, and uh, I bought a pre-made kit from someone, and it ended up being just not a very good experience, and. Um, I'm I'm the type of personality where if someone tells me, like, I'm doing wrong, I'll be like, no, you're wrong. I'll show you wrong. (laughs) So after this experience, I ended up learning a lot about just circuits as as a whole. And then from there, it snowballed, and I got really addicted to it. Um, And then fast forward, so this is when I was, like, 15 or 16, um, rough, Uh, fast forward to probably just 2011, I'm 21 at this point. Um, I started selling vintage guitars just for extra cash. Uh, ended up paying for my, uh, eventually for for my wedding, essentially, uh, with my wife. And uh, I just started doing pre-made kits just for kind of fun. I think extra cash. I, I think the beginning, I just started dating my wife. And I was like, oh, you know, if I start doing a little bit extra money, I'll go take her out to the movies or something like that. Um, and then from there, it really snowballed. I didn't really plan on it being a, you know, a wiring shop. Uh, I bought and sold vintage guitars and I did the the wiring harnesses kind of just as they came and, and per order. Um, but then I ended up kind of like, it, it changed from being like 90% guitars to, you know, 70 and then 40 and then... By the end of it, I'm solely focusing on on making wiring nurses. Um, and I don't know, it, it's kind of this weird thing where it's, it's not one, one origin story of like, it was a cold, dark morning and, and then I decided I'm going to do it. It was just kind of like this, this slow kind of like, Oh, okay, maybe I'll do it this way. And, you know, I started doing this selling, uh, harnesses on eBay and my customer the people who would buy them would be like, wow, you know, I bought, you know, this from so-and-so, but, uh, when I had issues, I was able to talk to you and, and, you know, your customer service is, is better than anyone I've ever experienced. And then I was like, oh, okay, thanks, you know, go from there. And then I ended up being someone there, there, they would talk to me and were like, wow, you know, I'm surprised you aren't as, as big with, with how you do this. You know, you should really think about, you know, marketing yourself. And then I marketed myself on a uh, uh, guitar Nerd, and then that blew up into um, its own thing. And, and, you know, Ryan Burke on 60 cycle hum, he said, oh yeah, you know, he does custom work. So then all of a sudden, I got everyone in their mom wanting, you know, the, the craziest harnesses and, and that push. I thought I knew a lot about wiring, like, from that. You know, I have, like, the <laughs> on my shoulder like, oh, yeah, I could tell you all about this. And then you have someone who's like, well, you know, I need, like, 17 switching options all within this margin. And I'm just like, okay, yeah, sure, I think I could do that. And I like, make it, and it's just like... <laughs> My so, brain's exploding. I'm building I, a
0: 1979 BC rich tribute, but with like double the switches. <laughs> Basically. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And then it's like it, the, the amount of variables. And then, and then I would say probably like the last two years I've had just like, I got to a point where I'm just like, I, I can, I can now, uh, I was able to do this before where it's like, someone can tell me what they want and I can make it just freehand without like, planning it out too much which is kind of good and also really bad because i'll do it freehand and then i'm like oh wait i probably should have wrote down the circuit so when i make a diagram you know <laughs> it's, someone can follow this because i'm not the one installing it so yeah it just kind of Gun Street has been just this kind of this slow moving thing where it started as gunstreet guitar emporium and now it's Gun Street wiring shop and i am now known as the guy who makes wiring harnesses and I've, I've done things that, you know, before, I've, I've been doing this for literally 10 plus years, 10 to 15 years. And I've seen the progression of the wiring market since then. And I've seen like things that like I've, I've kind of progressively said like, no, I'm against this. And then all of a sudden other people are doing it. And it's kind of like this weird, weird moment of just like, yeah. So there you go. a a, a weird origin story that isn't really an origin story. (laughs) (laughs) Well,
0: now I I am kind of hoping that eventually we talk to somebody who's like, my parents were murdered in an alley behind
2: the opera. (laughs) Isn't that how, um, Neil Graham. (laughs) Yeah, it's <laughs> it like yeah. I was bitten by a radioactive did, spider. He did, he came, it was yeah, fantastic. The story was a lie. But. But, hey. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I,
3: want,
0: I want the dark brooding. Yep. <laughs> My English butler told me to become a symbol, symbol of the night, and instead I started building fuzz pedals. <laughs> <laughs> this is why I use its capacity. Right <laughs> this is the dark. Yeah. What? <laughs> Man, Batman on an angry fuzz hunt. That's what he is. <laughs> there you go. Yeah,
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah I wish that, uh, that uh, it was easier. You know, to to put this kind of stuff together. I picked a a, a relatively complex um, wiring harness for my my Aria and did it mm-hmm. all myself, and then. Really, really shortly thereafter, wish that I had given you a call. <laughs> <'Cause>
1: <laughs> okay. I have a question. I told you. I know. I know. I, I telling I, you, man. what I would have literally helped you, and it would have been pretty easy. It my took me is, all of six
2: hours to put it together.
1: <laughs> oh, there you go. And and my question is, how many diagrams did you have to go through to find it?
2: Oh. Yeah. I <laughs> <Okay>. So, <laughs> so that's actually, the, I, I use a diagram on, I can't remember what, what pickup website it was off of.
1: But it's Seymour. Most likely it, it might've
2: been, it might've been, um, yeah. but, but it, and it wasn't actually the one that I needed. It was just uh-huh. close.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It was real so close. That's the secret. That's the secret. So I always get, I think this is hilarious. And this is just <laughs> me being in this side of it. Right. Cause I, I will like, you know, post my stuff and, and I'll get the weird, the weird, I don't want to say stalkers, but they're trying to show me up for, for some reason and they're like you know that's only seven dollars worth of parts and if you could do that myself I could you know I could do that all the time it's like then do it is it though (laughs) I was like well and then you're like yeah and and the idea of like what a lot of people don't tell you it's like yeah that's seven dollars worth of parts but it's also like I have a background in making circuits I understand why I do the circuits and the majority of wiring diagrams are like tabs. Like you could go, you could find any diagram you want, right? And Google it. But the odds of it being right yeah. is like, it's, it's non-existent. It'll be very close. Yeah. But if you don't understand why it's close and not right, it's bad. Which yeah. Is interesting.
2: <laughs> L- luckily I can read a wiring diagram and a schematic and, 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 and I figured it out, but it did take mm-hmm. me all damn day. And it takes uh, you know, a long time. And, and, I, and I didn't think, you know, like you, you provide everybody with a little board and they're, your, your wiring harness is mounted to it. I wish I'd have thought of that. Because if I'd have just drilled <laughs> some holes in a piece of like really thin wood, I wouldn't have had to build it inside the cavity of the guitar. Oh. <laughs> it wouldn't have yeah. probably taken me six hours. <laughs> I, <you laughs> know, I was right there. And like, experience, Dude, though. it's
0: the first time you're doing a thing like this. I mean, you might want to just keep it simple, volume, volume, tone in a
1: three-way. <laughs> So i was gonna make uh, the joke yeah that's probably what i would have done but it's (laughs) what i did you
2: but that's not what i wanted the guitar to be
1: no you've
0: you made it you made it was a pretty classic mistake i not maybe not mistake but a classic like first timers move to like rebuild something like this no no about options yeah Hmm. and just want to put them all in in
2: one thing. Hey, you know what's funny? Why would I not want to put that in there? There is still a switch that is, like, vacant from the harness that's still... Populating a hole in the body yeah. that needs something. <laughs> it, needs something. Yeah. <laughs> it needs a phase or something. I don't know. <laughs> you need to put a fuzz
0: circuit on that. That's you know on board one. That that's not a bad on idea. I'll put that's a battery. You know in what, there. I'll just put a transistor fuzz circuit. It's the, simple. It's so easy <laughs> it's to so do. So easy to do. Exactly. <laughs>
1: <laughs> one of uh, yeah. one of my uh, one of the kits. The kit I bought and ended up having like a really bad experience is uh, the Jimmy Page harness. I don't know if anyone's familiar with that. Mm. Basically you got coil cuts in the volumes. Cause this is for a humbucker guitar. This is a less ball. Um, you got coil cutting in, in the two volumes and then the, the bridge tone is a, out of phase. And then the neck tone is a, uh, series parallel. Oh, that sounds so simple. I It's, Oh yeah, no, completely. So I bought this kit. <laughs> I bought this kit from this guy in, in cause I, I, you know, I did what a lot of people do is like, Oh, I can do them myself. And, and then I, I, uh, failed i i was it was bad so then i you know bought the kit from this and the guy the guy ended up because uh another secret side of of people who sell wiring harnesses like majority of them if they're just like, like a guy following a, a diagram and selling it online and he missed he missed did the diagram like he accidentally uh you know transposed a couple wires and I, I messaged him and like, I don't know what's going on, it's not working, the series isn't working, like blah, 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 blah. Uh and then that snowballed from there and then and, and he just belittled me. But from there, it's like, you know what? <laughs> oh God, I was like 16 at the ki- at the time, and like this guy was like, you know, an old man in my eyes. I bet you he's probably my age yeah. at that time. You know what I mean? But he's like this all experienced man, and and he was also known because I used to hang around the the Les Paul forms and he was like known for that. And and he's just bel- like belittling me, and I'm just like crying my eyes out and be like, oh. no, you're wrong. And then I, I ended up figuring it out because you know if you, I ended up being like, okay, you you learn how series works, which is essentially. I'm assuming by trial and error, you doing it, you found out, you know, the, the neck pick hypothetically, the neck pickups ground is then connected to the bridge pickups hot, which then combines them. I figured that out on that kit and helped. And then since then I was like, Oh yeah, I like this more feed me more. Yeah.
2: (laughs) So I, I enjoyed it. Um, but I, I would, I would say that that's probably not going to be something I do a lot of. (laughs) like I feel really good that I did it and that I, that I achieved it and that it works. Oh yeah. But it's not like, Oh man, I have the utmost respect for people that do the things that (laughs) I, that I struggled to do and and don't, didn't enjoy it as much as maybe I would hope I did.
1: Well, even like the, the other funny thing is too, it's like you think about the time you spent, right? Mm -hmm. Even with that and knowing what I'm doing, I'm still taking like an hour to make a kit like that because of the complexity of it. And then there's a lot of it. So it's there's a lot of time that takes just to make it. And then there's a lot of time of troubleshooting it. And then there's a lot of time of just like, I'm just going to throw this guitar. But, <laughs> I'm going to take a break from I, this for a minute and I'm going to play yeah. something else. <laughs> yeah. I'm just going to put this in the closet for another month. <laughs> I'm fine. Well,
2: it's it's funny because the I think I put it, I mean, I put that off for a long time. Like oh, I, yeah. I, I installed the pickups and all that stuff and then it sat on my workbench for at least a month before That's, I was like I don't even okay. know if I consider
0: that a long time by most for guitar me? like guitar player project standards. Well,
2: <laughs> for me I don't really like to beat around the bush. I want to get stuff done, I know. But, <laughs> but I like I put that one off and I'm like, yeah, I'm going to do that. Mm, not today though.
3: Yeah, I'm going to do <laughs> that
2: not today though. And and it was yeah, I don't know. I didn't uh, uh I don't know that I would be doing it again like that that elaborately again for a while.
1: <laughs> you know, I mean, I mean you, you got to have at least one build Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> just, yeah. You finished it. I have guitars I'm the person who I I like to take in instruments in like projects and then I never ever finish them. So <laughs> I we we, we call recently moved in the guitar world. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, we recently moved and I had been hoarding stuff for about a decade and we were like, okay, I don't want to take this this four hours north, and I'm like, ah, you know, I got to figure out how to get rid of it. And luckily, I, being in the guitar community, I had a lot of friends. Who are like, oh yeah, I'll take your, I'll yeah. take this, <laughs> yeah, this that's, guitar body you have.
0: Everybody's fantasy moment. Oh for yeah, like a week <laughs> they're just like, oh, so ah, moving. Yeah. oh my gosh, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm <laughs> gonna get my paws on that. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so exactly. Some, well, and I also had a so when I was building or selling guitars, um my specialty was Fender Broncos. So I had a lot of stuff that I forgot that I like would hoard when you could get like new old stock brand new. And this is like 2005. So, you know, I bought all this kind of stuff and I'm like, wow, I haven't even touched that. And, uh, I had almost enough to build just a whole Bronco minus the neck. So (laughs)
2: little did I Uh... know, There's nothing wrong with that.
1: (laughs) No, (laughs) I mean, there is. I'm, I might be on uh TLC's orders later. We say there's something right with that. Is that, yeah, (laughs) yeah,
2: there's something right with that. Yeah,
0: that's not what we'd say, buddy. You know what? I don't (laughs) think that's fair.
2: (laughs) There's at least most of three guitars in. A box. Yeah, I know. (laughs) I know what my house is like too. I think some of them are yours, actually. There's a couple of them.
0: Well, I know I have. uh, I've got the parts for at least a handful of lunchbox guitars here (laughs) in this house. Yeah, I know. I found your Nintendo. I had the Nintendo guitar. I found
2: the Nintendo. It was in a bin when I had to reorganize to to frame all this stuff.
0: I know. I should really finish that one. Yeah, I should really finish a lot
2: of stuff.
1: (laughs) I don't like this conversation. (laughs) Well, we'll say we'll play play the other side. Sometimes it's like it's better for it to be in a box hidden because then it's not on the guitar rack. Um, <laughs> and then and then people see. It, well, not even that it just kind of looks kind of. So I I buy a lot of demo guitars for like when we do like trade shows and like that. So I have easily fifteen guitars, and uh, every so often I'll have someone who's they're not technically a guitarist or like a a. a musician anyway but they understand enough and they come down there and go so uh how many guitars do you have and i'm like a decent amount
0: <laughs> enough you <Shut> just, up.
2: <laughs> you know, you just <laughs> tell
1: enough. them to get out No way.
2: <laughs> <laughs> pretty much
1: that
0: question that is a question like it should either bring a joyous reaction or
2: just total silence just so <laughs> so when i was at the music store buying my my telecaster i was like i found it and i Okay, I'm going to buy it. And I like kind of look at my partner and I'm like, yeah, that's all right. I'm going to buy it. Okay. And I like put it on the counter and I'm looking at her like, is this okay? <laughs> <laughs> I was expecting a like negative backlash and she didn't say anything. She's very quietly stood there. Very, you know, just nothing. And then we left and she's like, are you happy with your purchase? I'm like, Yes, I am. She's like, Good. And that was it. That's all we yeah. said. <laughs> I was well, like, yeah. am I going to be in trouble? Am I, not like in trouble, but like, <laughs> am I? Uh, is this going to have some kind of negativity?" But there was nothing. She's so great.
0: So I was lucky. My my wife was raised by like a punk rocker mom who went to all the local shows in Vancouver and and uh, got a little too into the new wave scene <laughs> in the eighties. <80s. laughs> <laughs> my whole my wife has grown up her whole life going to shows and live music and stuff. So, hooking up with a touring musician, a guy who's like, whatever, every time I look at a piece of gear and I'm like, it's a good deal, I might just buy it. She's, it's just like, okay, that's just what I do. Then she's like, yeah. no. <laughs> my, you know, my, my ex was very like the opposite, like, dude, come on.
2: And to be. I know, think we've all had those exes. exes that's why they're right, exes. <laughs> I would say
0: I, there was a time where I had way too much stuff and it was taking up the entire basement. So, you know, there's an argument there
2: too. But. <laughs> we don't give that um, any, any, <laughs> she's an ex for a yeah, reason. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh,
1: my father-in-law is a drummer. So usually oh, he's sorry. the one who's in, exactly. <laughs> exactly. we make jokes to him. It's all right. My, my little brother-in-law says, no, I'm not going to play drums. I'm going to be a guitarist. Um, he tried he's a guitarist now. Uh, but my father-in-law is, the person who's also like, "Oh man, you should get this. You should get like sends me pictures of like things I should get." I'm just like, "No, please no." Where my my wife's like, "My wife is so used to buying and selling um where she just doesn't care anymore." And at the point <laughs> where she's like, "I right, dad, he you, you just can't do this. This is not what he's not doing it to keep them. He wants <laughs> to get get rid buy them and sell them."
0: Uh, well, I mean, you know, at least, you know, he sounds like he's pretty cool for a drummer.
1: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> He loves, he loves drums. No, he's a cool guy. Uh, drummers are
0: cool. Bass players. Mm. <laughs> hey. <laughs> <laughs> That's why there's only been one bass player on the show. <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. <laughs> it's funny. They're all secretly bass players. Yeah, actually, this I has I been know. a few. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> I secretly can't play any of it. I'm joking. <laughs> I'm <laughs> oh, joking. And there's been an argument for that on my end of things, too. <laughs> I'm a secret guitar player, as in you'll never ever hear me play. You only need one one finger for drop D. Oh, there you go. I prefer Delta blues. Delta. Yeah.
0: Just run your guitar up and down a light post, and it sounds right. Oh man. So how many how many different looms do you make standard? Like so, not not the custom stuff because that's you know that's infinity, but.
1: Well it, well, it depends on how you want to look at it. If you want to go to individual parts, if you want to just do overall, um, I I offer, um, we just redid. So every year, we'll we'll redo our whole product line, figure out where we can improve it and where we can do all that kind of stuff. Um, so this past year, after countless amount of emails we just like all right we're going to offer way more stuff so as it is right now i offer over 1200 different harnesses so this is <clears throat> this is like circuits you know different parts um a lot of just kind of you can make it uniquely your own just off the shelf <laughs>
0: wow all right so i was expecting like yeah
1: 17. we offer twenty forty. yeah different <laughs> 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 No, yeah, yeah yeah it's like like a couple couple thousand <laughs> <laughs> next year will probably probably be about 5 thousand you know easy stuff all right cool <laughs> yeah Nothing no no I hope really not angry. I hope like... not that' <laughs> this, this last 1200 upgrade it was like oh man the level of complexity of just like maintaining that is is high so I'm just like I'm gonna i'm just gonna let it go for a little bit
2: so that's like you can that's like swapping out different caps and and pots or is generally
1: that... yeah definitely pot. Pot Brands, Pot Values, Different Switches. Caps, I I stay relatively um, similar. Uh, You can request it. Uh, I'm very open for custom orders, as as everyone knows. Um, So if you want a different value, I can do it. Uh, Pot Brand or Cap Brand, um, I generally stay with CDE, I, I could tell you it's Cornell Diode. I can't remember it, but the Orange Drop. Everyone knows it has Orange Drop. Yeah. Um. I like those. I'm, I am. Uh. I don't know how you would say this. I'm someone who doesn't like Mojo, or like part <laughs> myths. Uh. I like imperial, imperial evidence, empirical. I can't even say it. Uh, evidence and and I. There's a big difference between active and passive circuits. So a lot of this stuff, I I like just simple things. I like orange drops. They're, they're perfect for what they do. They're not going to change the sound, whether it's a paper and oil or not. Um, but if you do request it, I will get it. Okay. So I was going to say, I think I've seen a few like, you know, the paper and oil things on your site and stuff. If uh, th- That's the thing is, is I, I, I will, educate someone right i always say okay the reason why someone might perceive paper and oil better is you know vintage paper and oils have a wide tolerance so even though it says it's you know 0.022 it could actually be you know it's like a, a point 0 yeah well well a modern capacitor is plus or minus 10% right yeah. of the, the rated value which in a passive circuit that's more than enough. Like that doesn't really matter. Vintage capacitors could only do minus 10%, positive 85 or 80%. So you have a very high variance because they didn't care about the, you know, it didn't, ha- it has to be, you know, perfect under, right? But it doesn't matter if it's over because you can fix that in an active circuit by, you know, using adding other values. So that doesn't matter. But when someone doesn't realize that and you add it in, a, a, in in a guitar modern guitar and all of a sudden that secret uh 0.22 or 0.22 is not that and something different they're like oh wow it sounds so much better than my stock one it's there's a lot of subtleties in that and and, it makes perfect (laughs) sense i i I, and i don't want to be i don't want to like spend the, the rest of the uh podcast uh Spouting out this kind of interesting, like I find it Yeah, we don't yeah, want like, you to
0: be interesting for I was like, the podcast. I was like what, why you, why not? It's like, it's <laughs> like, we want to look good. We don't very? want you to look
1: good. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's it's like the the equivalent of tone wood, right? And I and I couldn't I, I'm not educated enough on tone wood to say, you know, whether it matters or not. But I'm educated enough on a passive circuit to tell you, okay, twisting the wires, sure, that looks really cool, but that's not gonna affect it in a passive circuit. It will help it in an active circuit especially the long distance like that's cool like that's a thing hot tolerances again it's a passive circuit it doesn't matter but i say that and i i've gotten like uh just i've gotten stalkers who will follow me anywhere i go and tell me how terrible i am because i don't believe that you know this brand you know this certain brand's paper and oil bumblebee style capacitor is better than blah, 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 blah. And, and (laughs) it's, it's, it's weird. I've, I've, it's, it's a, I've been a sheltered person. We'll say that. So being out in the public and and having interacting with a lot of people and people who are very passionate and I understand why people are passionate. It's just very unique. It's a, I, I'm, I'm also just like a introvert in general. So this is a a new experience overall. (laughs) Well,
0: (laughs) I, you know, guitar players are a funny bunch that way aren't aren't we cuz like
1: oh god yeah it all traces
0: back to that thing of just like you know most guitars are not far stretched from uh, you know late 50s les paul or
1: <laughs> late
0: <Yeah>. 50s fender <laughs> it's all pretty pretty close to that when you take away the aesthetics of the things
1: well and another funny thing is too it's just the idea of um and and I am someone I can. I'm not someone on social media, right, but I used to spend, like, too much time on, like, forums, and I, I can see how easily things get spreaded on forums, which sounds, you guys made the joke about boomers, like, the stuff boomers will say on forums, <laughs> and you're like, well, you know, they're older than me, they understand it. <laughs> that's I, interesting yeah, i don't I, <laughs> <laughs> i'm gonna leave it there that, i was really like torn about making another boomer yeah. not to be ageist <laughs> but i leave leave technology for us millennials oh <laughs> you know, boy no, I'm joking, I'm joking. <laughs> that was completely not not true <laughs> You most, most adults could probably outdo me on certain technologies. I,
0: I Okay. So getting back to what you're getting at, I, or what I think you're getting at. Um, mm. yeah, there's, uh, there's a thing with like guitarists where we're a little slow to accept change and we're a little, mm. you know, and it's just human nature. Um, once we've really commit committed to believing something, it's yeah. really hard to step back from that belief. So you, you know, whether it's, we're talking what type of capacitor best, what type of wiring is best? Uh, which religion is right? Whatever political party, yeah. you know, it's like we get really attached to our belief systems, and then it's hard to hard to get Try away to from that. Them. So, yeah, well, yeah, it is, and that's kind of you know we're social monkeys, and we like to. <laughs> so I, I it, you're gonna find that on the internet when you get big, or when you get doing something that's popular, and anything, you know.
1: I've, well, I've also. I've also done it, so getting into that, right? And I and I come to this idea of like, okay, uh, that's part of my job, and 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 how that's just going to be what it is for for the future, the the what I can see. So I've done a lot about how to like things to educate, like um, we have like our profit transparency, right? So like I. Secretly, I'm not making a lot of money. Most people in the guitar industry, they're not making a lot of money. It's usually a passion thing. Um, but most of what we do make, I put back into like making things. So I've like I made, uh, you know, a video. I our, I hired our buddy Eric Mero, um, to make a video for me or help me with a video about like the difference of, of wiring circuits. Like if I were to say like what is a '50s or modern or uh, a treble beat circuit. Most people would say, "Well, the vintage, or the '50s sounds very vintage," and then the modern is, you know, you know, it's just very sounds, modern. <laughs> it sounds so modern. It they just they just don't make them like they used to. Um, <laughs> that's usually the line. Uh, and and where we came this the, this video, it's like, well, the modern is like a low pass filter to put it in like a pedals perspective, and in the '50s and treble bleed are what you'd call high pass filter. And like, no one's ever said that to you, like, no one's ever rationalized it in a way that actually makes more sense. And, and our goal with Gun Street has never been like, we sell circuits, we don't sell parts, we don't sell, you won't find our custom, you know, 2% tolerance pots that we're gonna charge. We sell circuits and we are gonna explain to you why this circuit is gonna fit what you want. So. We spent a lot of time doing that kind of stuff. And, and you know, the difference, the difference between Burns and CTS, where you can go on a forum and you'll see people just getting in a shouting match about what one's better. And realistically, it's like saying which one's better of 7-Up uh, or Sprite. Like, they're the same thing, but you, the individual... <laughs> player might just say obviously it's (laughs) oh come on come on seven seven up up. (laughs) seven up, right yeah no 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 exactly (laughs) but that's the thing is is there's so much preference thing of subjective preference where it's like i want to help you you the individual you know educate yourself enough where it's like okay you can navigate even i don't care if you buy from gun street this is really bad to say i i (laughs) could care less if you buy from me or you make it yourself but I want you to have a basic understanding that it's like, okay, if you do it through yourself, you'll know what you're getting into. Instead of like, you know, Joe Smo on 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 so and so says that this this new wiring harness that's, you know, 50s and uses the uh, one of the cringe terms that I hate using, but it people react to it better is like this upgrades upgrades my uh, guitar because it's not like an it doesn't upgrade it. it. It makes it more like you, but it's not like a million times better. But um, you understand enough where it's like, okay, I want, like, like Casper, you wanted a sound, right? Yeah. Well, no. So my, I just wanted versatility, no, actually. But you wanted a versatility you in wanted that all idea the of sound. You wanted all the you sounds. You wanted more. You wanted, like, I love, so I'm someone who loves, like, more options. Other people hate that, but yeah. I love more options because I like the idea of, like, I like an instrument. I tend to play, like, I have 15 guitars, but I tend to play one right so like i have that one where like i like to make it versatile but i understand that like okay this is what i want and this is how i can achieve it and and the goal is the more you interact with with stuff with with like you know the the information we provide which again take it with a grain of salt because this is through my my eyes which is you know you could probably critique it you will understand it enough to to make an important decision
0: I like it. Yeah, I like what you're doing. Yep. I, you know, I enjoy that your website explains very clearly and briefly. Yeah, like you don't take a thousand words to say it. You say it very concisely in in a short amount of time. Why a 50s style wiring harness is what it is, what it's really sounding like to your ears, mm-hmm. dispelling some of the myths, and then you're explaining what it is. You know, why is the modern style stuff, you know, kind of a bad title? Why is it? really this kind of a thing and not this kind of a thing you're you're explaining things very well i'm I'm on your website right now just in case oh there you go it's not really painfully obvious i'm just reading off the (laughs) 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 um
1: well another thing you're like you call a modern her and it's like it's a modern it's a modern thing well they've actually done that since like the 60s like (laughs) (laughs) they did right after the 50s when they're like oh a lot of people don't like this one
0: it was one of those well, and, one of things, And right? more, beyond yeah, that. You understand there's, there's the circuit you're
1: working with. Like, a lot of people yeah.
0: slam T-top pickups from Gibson, um, mm-hmm. and, and it was like, you know, they'd people would slap them in project guitars or something like that, and be like, oh, it sounds like crap. But like, well, what kind of a pot do you have in there? A well, 500K it's usually uses Gibson. Mm-hmm. It's like, well, those yeah. came with 300K.
1: Yeah, there's a lot of subtleties. Like, you know, there's, there's so much subtleties.
0: And, yeah, there's it's funny how many myths we long onto in the guitar world and how many we we don't know the history behind a thing like the reason those pick up just to stick on the t-top things you know there was a myth there was there's i i can't even count how many times i've heard a story as to why it said t on the top of the pickup bobbin and you know how they got their name and that kind of thing and what it really came down to was just the mold had a t on it so you knew which was the top of the bobbin <laughs> it was just like that was as simple as it was it was just it was yeah. a manufacturing choice and it created just, 40 years of rumors. <laughs>
2: yeah.
1: I, I'm guilty of this too. It's just like when I like something, I really like it. So I look for information for it. So when you look for information, when there's imp- not enough information, you're going to latch onto anything. And mm. and we see this, a lot of things like that, but I mean. So, totally. <laughs> oh, you know what, totally. this,
2: this is my Aria guitar to uh, T. It's actually <laughs> yeah. both of my Aria built guitars uh, It's like there's no information. No, there is no, it's no, so no, there really isn't. You know,
0: one yeah. of my favorite ones and one of the oldest ones in the guitar, you know, le- like legendary yes, stories. The, Why did Les Paul's name get pulled off the Les Paul SG and the SG get re you know named the SG? You'll hear there's like two main stories, no one can confirm which one's the actual one. But everybody's hundred percent convinced the version they believe is the word right. Yeah, and the two main stories are: he didn't want to have a guitar out there with his name on it that he was bringing royalties in on because he didn't want to pay those royalties to his ex-wife because he was going through a divorce with uh, Mary Ford. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that, that or that's plausible. That's plausible because it was. It, that, that's it the was, problem. Yeah, <laughs> <was> super plausible. <laughs> the other camp is. He didn't like the guitar. Yeah, he, he thought did. it was flimsy and crappy. It wasn't like his original one. Take my name off of it. Yeah. No Which one can prove either know. one.
1: Yo, that's the thing. And but, even, again, even if you ask people at Gibson, you won't, wouldn't know. No, no, and they'll
0: give both. I've heard, I've heard both firmly and fervently. And it's like, I don't know, it seems like it's probably...
3: <laughs>
2: <laughs> either, either one. I I, I, couldn't, I couldn't say.
0: You know, my, but, my theory, because... I've seen him playing both. He played both lots. I mean, yeah, you see him with the the like the classic Les Paul a lot more for obvious reasons, but uh my theory is the divorce one seems more likely to me. It's just a you know, he wasn't beyond endorsing guitars he didn't like because he didn't really like the Les Paul. <laughs> he liked the Les Paul recording that. Yeah, mm-hmm. one in the 70s. That was the, his favorite one. That one wasn't around very long, <laughs> but he kept his name on the guitar long after that, right? <laughs> You know, so he, yeah, he liked he, those royalty checks, of course. So, that, so that's why it seems to me like the divorce one is more likely. But it could equally be that he saw the SG and was just like, "ew," then just walked. And I'm sure he said it just like that too. Yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> See, but that's the funny thing is, is until <laughs> it really until playing your SG, I didn't like him at all. I, I would. Yeah, it, yeah. It's not for it's everybody. A, it's not for everybody. Yeah.
1: See, I love that was the very first legit guitar I had was a SG hated. Yeah. And I love, I have a hard time getting away from that because the slightly wider neck. Um, mine didn't have neck dive, which a lot of people did, but I love them. But I can see why other people hate them.
0: You know, they all have a little bit of it, but once you've played an SG you love and you're used to it, like you suddenly just your whole playing and everything adapts to like, there's no neck dive on an SG player.
1: Secretly, uh SGs are like the longest running Gibson guitar. Yeah, I think if that's remember correctly. And they and they get the only and they get the least amount of advertising too.
0: Yeah.
2: Do you want to know why I was never a fan of them? Why is that? It's gonna sound awful too. Why? Angus Young.
0: Oh, I get that. <laughs> it's just it. Yo, I mean I I,
2: I, I love A C
1: D C great. What about the doors? <laughs> and you know what I mean? I just I like the doors. <laughs> I got
0: them. okay, so I'm gonna I'm but gonna listen, hit me hate mail over this, but I actually hate
1: Hate the Doors, <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, it just it's thrown It just sounds like the first rock band I listened to. Uh, <laughs> nowadays, I don't think I've listened to The Doors since like two thousand and three. But I started because of Robbie Krie- Krieger. Krieger, Krieger. I, I want yeah. Whatever. I want an SG because he had one.
0: See, I love. I fell in love with the SG the moment I saw it. I loved its little. Devil horns. I thought it was really punk rock. And, it took and, me a long time yeah. to
2: really get into the the sharp <laughs> horns, and it was it was actually my my your, your, my Aria Pan yeah. that that <laughs> sold me on it. But that's a totally different axe. So totally, it's like a completely yeah. different animal.
0: It's more like a three thirty five than it's more like exactly. Yeah, I I don't know. For the moment, I saw SGS. I loved them. I thought they were cool. I Thought they were punk rock. But the biggest downside to me at when I first fell in love with the guitar shape was actually guys like angus young and Robbie <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, i don't like those dudes yeah.
1: <laughs> i mean yeah but you could look at you could in any musical niche you can find someone who plays and be like oh yeah i like that that's that's the good thing about mm-hmm. especially back then there's not a lot of guitars there still isn't a lot of guitars it's a lot of the same models but you can still find anyone who plays a certain certain uh i i know again like when i was 15 and it was like the pop punk era everyone played less pauls and then i was also like well i want a less paul too
0: see i think that's why i glom as geez when back then i was that was my era as well pop like punk rock everything in the 90s and Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Lots of people are playing Les Pauls on it, and there's always been this stupid, for better or for worse. I have the stupid hipster streak to me. This like I, I gotta be different. different. <laughs> it's, it's, it's I'm the, not playing Les Paul, and that's that's the funny thing for me is that's my, my, my first
2: my first electric ever was a, a crappy version of a of a Epiphone Les Paul, last yeah. fall. and it's funny is now that guitar is long gone. Um, and the only thing stopping me from buying one, not to mean, I mean the money, um but it, it to owning another Les Paul style guitar is if it's truly a Les Paul, it's like the weight of a dead star. And I don't want it, <laughs> you know, like, but my Aria that I built does kind of what it that has does. The of a it's dead star it's heavy. Well, yeah. It's big. It, 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 it,
0: but, and maybe this might, uh, put some faith in Les Paul's back in them for you. And you're not big on the guitar anyway, so that's fine. I've always loved them. Um, what are you talking about? Oh, right. Yeah. It was SG's. cheese. I don't my brain. fish. Like, you your, just like your Aria Solid Body, mm. um, a good Les Paul feels great to play. Yeah. And you, the weight becomes just a part of what feels great about it. Yep. Uh, if it's a bad Les Paul, then it's like, oh, it's you heavy it. and stupid. <laughs> you know, like yeah, my, I, my buddy Eric bought a 58 VOS Limited Les Paul, the Canadian version, so there's only 75 of them. It, <laughs> me, me, me. it came with maple syrup in the case,
2: and I am not joking about that. <laughs> he really? Yeah, oh, so, wow. hozers
0: all the time. It was a Canadian <laughs> limited edition. There were 75 of them made. It was in a maple burst. <laughs> it was the <laughs> color of the finish. And uh I love it. It's gorgeous looking plain top 58 Les Paul so there's no flame maple to it. Um and it's a 58 vintage original spec, so it's chunky. Mm. <laughs> and uh it feels great though. It is the best playing Les Paul I've ever touched in my life. Mm. Yeah, it's 13 and a half pounds, but
1: mm so I made a 59 replica. This is the last guitar I made from like scratch. Uh, and I still, I still have it, but, uh, I didn't use, you know, lightweight mahogany. So I just use generic African, which is very, very heavy. And that thing is like 14 pounds, but playing it, I love it. So I don't, it I get used to it and I don't care too much cause I, I just enjoy the guitar.
0: Yeah. That's, that's what it's about. Yeah. Oh. Uh, that's a big sneeze. Excuse Science me. appreciates you. <laughs> <laughs>
2: uh,
0: <laughs> but I, I will say that's a perk of an SG. That's one of the things I love about them. Is it's like you pick them up and it's just like, whoa, I'm wearing nothing. <laughs> yeah, that is
2: the yeah. I you don't know, know
0: when you see like angus young holding an sg and you really see how freaking giant it looks on him you think about it it's like, <laughs> what other guitar was that guy gonna play like, <laughs> he's, he's not strapping on a Les paul he'd, the thing would, he'd look like he'd, he'd, running he'd, around on stage he'd
2: spin around and it would pull him off the side of the plays stage. Les paul. <laughs>
0: is that why his brother got a Gretsch too I I think so. Yeah, they were just <laughs> clearly small guys, just, right? Yeah, <laughs> they're very light too. Yeah, like <laughs> Angus. Angus is crazy small. Like an SG looks like a three thirty five on that guy. Yeah, so like yep. he can't be more than five foot four and a hundred pounds. Like he's mm-hmm. tiny. So he's not strapping on an explorer. He's not strapping on a Les Paul. he's, he's gonna die. Yeah. <laughs> And at this point, if you saw Angus playing something else, he'd be like, okay,
1: hell froze over. What's wrong? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Stegerly, he hates s cheese, but he's just so young. <laughs> he just didn't have another option. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Stupid Malcolm. Should have got that the left ball. <laughs> <laughs> Just wanted to play bass.
0: Well, uh, oh, you, man, so as long as we're talking about SGs and not your business, which is uh-huh. <laughs> why we invited you on the show. That's all right. That's right. Um, you, I, I had a while back on your site, you had listed uh, something that I, is near and dear to my heart, which is a uh, Korean-made Epiphone SG that you had uh,
1: oh, rebuilt. I had a regret on that one. I sold that to I sold it to get more cash for Gun Street, and I regret that every day. Oh, no. Oh. That makes me sad. But, but I did pick up... A, to kind of get back into, like, because I have too many guitars. I did end up finding a 2005. You, you shut up. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I found a, um, a I, you 2005. You know if you say that
0: three times on the NAMM floor, the whole place goes silent and stares at you. <laughs>
1: Especially around the uh, drum drum area. Um, but I picked up a 2005 Epiphone uh, G400, the 65 Mastro. Uh, version that i always busted for when i was a kid and i was like oh i want that guitar and i almost i almost bought it but then they had a good deal on a gibson sg faded so it's a gibson so i bought that instead um but that 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 one you're talking about a 1999 uh korean made sg with a one piece body that had been so when you get a lot i've owned a lot of because i'm i'm a cheap person (laughs) <laughs> I, I could probably buy an, I can't nowadays, let's be honest, but my last job, I could have, I bought and I could have bought in Gibson and it's just too much. And I like cheap guitars, but when you get an Epiphone, majority of them have just like scratch marks from the sandpaper they use. Cause they don't care. It's a mass production. They got to stay within a budget. This guitar was a one piece body, which is unheard of. They're normally three.
0: Yeah. Mine, and I have one from, uh. Ninety six or ninety seven. It was about a year and old. How I picked many- it up used, and it's it's got right at the edges uh-huh. of the uh, the very outsides of the body on both sides. There's some seams, so it's it's a three yeah. piece. Yeah,
1: it's usually a three piece, and it is like the center block is the, the most important, and you have the other two wing pieces. Um, but this also the person sanded it so perfectly that it it had a little bit of figure to it, which is like abnormal for an Epiphone. Um, the neck was a funny thing. I've never seen a, an Epiphone neck like that so it was your normal kind of um scarf joint right which was a one piece quote-unquote mahogany but it looked like maple that they roughed up and and add a little bit of color to the that because did it didn't look like gray we'll say that and then the the main part of the neck was three pieces of again quote-unquote mahogany from the back it was it was like a very light uh, you can see a lot of the photos. It was a very light yellow, yellowy color, and then at the bottom of of the heel, which on most of them it should—I can't remember if it's normal—but it also had another three pieces. So like the total was just like the the weirdest neck I've ever seen. But you had that one piece body, which is I've I've I regret selling that. That's all I'm going to say one day I'm gonna, i the guy falls falls gun street and i think one day i'll be like hey uh you want to buy that can i buy that back from you but i'm worried he's going to be like yeah but it's going to be four hundred dollars
0: well I'm, yeah luckily uh, i haven't sold mine I, i'm i really it needs some help though i do need to mm-hmm. uh you know it needs some nice pickups
2: but i need a new nut um can, I can't recommend the uh, DeMarzios. Oh, I, I, know, <laughs> no, I know, I know. More. <laughs> when I
0: first started modding guitars, it was that thing, and I ripped the Epiphone pickups out and put a uh, yep. pair of DeMarzios into it. And I, I, I might do that for the memories of it. Mm. needs to go- <laughs> Needs a good wiring loom because right now it's just like a hodgepodge of whatever pots. I know a guy. (laughs) (laughs)
1: It's Casper.
2: (laughs) It'll be 18
1: months probably before (laughs) I can get to it. It might have a hum. It might not. We'll see. It'll have a hum.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Is this chewing gum in here? Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> and yeah, i like I, I like twisting all my wires just so, you know, I, but I, I love that stupid I, I hear it thing. makes it sound better yeah it does it is a great guitar <laughs>
0: it's been hanging around for forever it, and i definitely remember that distinctive switch when they stopped korean production Mm -hmm. and uh the next generation came out and it was just like why do these feel like garbage all of a sudden (laughs) and they all of a sudden had that that terrible looking veneer on the top of the i was about to make
1: the joke of that yeah yeah (laughs) the china i because i i remember that um being being again everyone's like but the quality is going to be better if they move to china (laughs) and then it ended up being like Nah, Not so
0: much worse. Yeah.
1: <laughs> well, it, you can still find them, but it's like a 50, yeah. 50, the Koreans, like you could find way more. Um, I would say the Koreans the were look is inc- decent.
0: And then there was just the that look
1: like, is inconsistent, but they yeah. play very decent where, where the Chinese always had a very consistent look to them, but they very rarely play nice. Like the, the O five five I have, it's, it's a, it's a Chinese one. Um, It didn't, it definitely, you can tell someone had to do a lot of work to it just to get it nice. Cause I got it and someone already placed it with a bone nut and done, done some, some Well, that helps
0: a lot. I I just don't understand. And uh, the the wood they must be using for the core of those bodies must be just the most gangrenous garbagey looking stuff. Cause that, that veneer they put on the top of those SGs.
1: The looks, ribbon?
0: It looks heinously terrible. <laughs> it's, yeah, like it's on the top and it's on the back, but because the SGs have those sharp contours on the sides, yeah. they can't veneer that and have it look anything but stupid. So they just stop the veneer there.
2: Yeah.
3: Yeah.
0: And it's so it just creates this that. horrible look. <laughs> like just just let the wood whatever wood you're using, just let it be, man. Just
1: yeah. <laughs> or or at least get not like ribbon ribbon mahogany is a very distinct look. So it's like, why not just do a different veneer style i yeah, know because it doesn't but like again they probably did uh did consumer studies and they showed that based off of you know xyz it looks looks better this way
0: i mean you, you probably you're right there is you would hope you would massive, hope i mean it is also gibson owned so <laughs> they could uh, just I be did. like you're gonna like this because we told you to because we're gibson yes. i did
1: play uh because I went to Nam not this year, obviously, but the last last winter Nam, and I did get to feed the, play the the new editions of Epiphones, mm. and they were very. The build quality was definitely nicer. It's always, I I will never uh say playing a guitar at Nam is like one thing because it's like they know a lot of people are gonna play it, so they do work on them so i don't know what they're they're like in the wild but they did seem like a step up from what they have been in the past
0: uh you know the ones i've played at our local ish shop here have seemed better um mm-hmm. they they have improved in the last like three four years uh quite a bit but i don't think they're up to korean levels from the i think no. i think some of a-
1: was it a Samick who took over it was the same plant that did Samic, which i think it's probably the same plant that does like 90 percent of all import guitars but yeah that was a good good era
2: i think yeah. the production of the chinese built guitars has been forced up um like quality control and that kind of stuff because the those instruments were getting such a bad rap over, over yeah. those years yeah I, think, I mean the the chinese built telecaster that i bought it oh yeah you know, I know i think
0: fender really we can credit Squires Fedor on a new level that. though. Yeah, Squire is Squire That Fender you don't really,
1: compare those.
0: <laughs> no, but I think I think people looking at Chinese-made Squires going, "This is as good as Mexican stuff from five years ago." Mm. Um, really kind of changed the market for, especially for other brands like Epiphone, who were like asking bigger sums of money than Squire was mm-hmm. for guitars that
2: were worse quality.
0: Like mm-hmm. It's because really, it was shaped like a Les Paul. I think know? it's just forcing yeah. the
2: market up a bit. It's forcing yeah. the quality up.
0: Yeah, I think so. Yeah. And, but then you've also had like Paul Reed Smith, uh, which I know is Korean, the, the SE series. Um, Schechter, Reverend, all these companies that are very, very overseas-based stuff. And, and a lot of them are bringing stuff in from China now as well. Not Reverend, but yeah. um, they're these brands that are really, really, really strong competitors. Um, bringing in stuff from China that kind of forced companies that weren't that wouldn't on their own, I think, without some pressure, yeah, up, up their thing. So, like, yeah, I, 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 Epiphone has gone up quite a bit in quality. Um, but I don't think it's because they cared. <laughs> I think it's no, I, they I, cared. I, that's I not what I was saying. I think it's like
2: in so order, the adapter to, in or order, yeah, exactly. Yeah, and then to to have the the quality be kind of we can all agree a bit in the tank for quite a long time. I think, you know, it, it's, you know, what do they say? The a raising tide raises all boats. yeah So I think yeah. it's, it's a, it's a, it's, they've been forced to really step up or die.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I agree. And they're, I, they're, they're putting out some cool models and stuff this yeah. year, which is a little annoying because I really want to be madder at Gibson. Oh,
1: yeah. I was about to say, yeah, I, I'm, so I have the little bit of like, okay, yeah, I understand why Gibson has a bad rep, but JC, even though he is a very interesting character as a whole, the whole team that was brought in is seem to at least be doing a competent enough job that they're trying, they're improving. They are doing, it does, they are doing better. You still have some of the tactics that made them, everyone hates them, but they're, it's not like they're not as much of a joke as they once were.
0: No, there's stronger no competitors for sure. I mean, they're, they're better business people than Henry was. Yeah. Um, because they're there they have to be because they have to rescue a brand on the that was on the brink. Well, yeah. Not even yeah. on the brink. They fired they filed for bankruptcy.
1: Yeah. Um, and and to be fair for Henry, Henry was great for Gibson in the nineties. But yeah, what, what, what did he ended. take over?
0: He took over in the early eighties, mid eighties. I think when, so. And they bought it and, and they had to rescue the brand from yeah. the Corvus right. era and the <laughs> making copies of Fenders.
1: The Norlin. Yeah. The I, I used to be the biggest gibson fanboy and i could tell you so much but <laughs> yeah i used again, to be
0: too but yeah I, so, I
1: can't remember half of it and i i don't want to spout just random stuff there everyone's like well actually well i mean so <laughs> henry
0: henry and his his group of investor buddies bought the, the company and it was flailing horribly in the wake of yeah uh, van halen and kramer guitars taking over fender adapted better to that era than gibson did obviously they struggled mm-hmm. but yeah and paul reed smith was out there making guitars way better than either of them and building a real brand and and so you know paul's a very clever dude though yeah he's a very clever guy
1: Um, (laughs) he he really gave you meet him in person he's an interesting man to meet i would like
0: to i'd like to i mean it's a long shot but i'd like to have him on the show someday (laughs) yeah (laughs) um you know and henry to their credit they really did take the brand back to its roots in the late 80s and early 90s and and you know, they did revitalize it. That saved Gibson guitars, which is all the more strange that it was also Henry and that group that suddenly one day took it down the robot tuners and we're a lifestyle brand road instead. <laughs> I
1: you know, shake well, my head. Well, <laughs> you can also look at on um, any kind of idea of like any business, like uh, my wife is a big Disney fan. So you can look at like Disney in the nineties, right? And, and Bob, uh, not Bob Iger, he's the recent guy. Um, I can't think of that guy's name now that I'm under pressure. Michael Michael Eisner, is that who it is? But he again did brought uh, you know Disney cartoons back from the dead, and then because of that was all, all like high and mighty, and then failed because he lost the touch of what brought him to that original idea. I think the idea of like culture as a whole is is a kind of like a shifting thing, and if you don't understand where it's shifting, you're just gonna be just dead on arrival.
0: Yeah, but at the same time, like guitar culture hasn't shifted that much in in that way. You know, well, like I nobody mean, nobody wants Gibson to stop making fifties guitars and and sixties guitars. That's the core of what we love from Gibson. We well, want them to progress, of. but we don't want them to take those core models away and shove yeah. the progression into it.
1: Yeah. When was it that it was like your dad's guitar to own Les Paul? I remember. I remember reading it how everyone hated like unless Paul was like the old man. It'd be like the, the joke, you know how we talk with PRS is right. It's a, it's a, it's a blues lawyer, right? (laughs) Like that's, I think that
0: had to be the eighties.
1: Yeah. So you had that time where it's like, again, people hated it. And then all of a sudden they're like, well, we still need to pay for, you know, our 1200 employees. What's kind of shifted away and then they kind of lost it. And then everyone's like, no, you really, then it changed again. And then it's like, okay, we can go back to the core core models and then people go, okay, well, do you hear about these, you know, uh, uh, I can't think of any uh, 90s eccentric guitars, like, you know, like an Ibanez or something like that. <laughs> and then everyone wants that. So then, you know, oh, we need to go back to this. And and it's the idea of like, you always have to play catch up. And And certain people realize that and certain people don't. And I think... Henry again, you could see a big shift of Henry of when he slowly started losing touch of of what the core concept of people wanted from it. Because again, I said this earlier. And for me, the early two thousands, it was very cool to have a Gibson. And during that time, Epiphone would do uh if you remember a musician's friend, I don't know if I'm assuming, I don't want to sound weird, be like, well, in Canada, you probably didn't have it, but, uh, <laughs> Wait, musicians, <we> friends, <laughs> <laughs> you funny Canadians, um, they would have had, they had a, a new custom, um, one-off model for Epiphone a month. Like that's unheard of back then. And then all of a sudden they do that and, and then they just slowly fade out. Yeah. They have I, to come back. It, I, it didn't flow. I, yeah. I,
0: uh... I guess my my belief, and you know, I'm a guitar. I have a guitar podcast, so obviously I'm correct here. <laughs> <laughs> um,
1: <laughs> I like economics. You can't allow <laughs> me in my. <laughs> my
0: belief is that no matter what, at any given time, there's enough people that want to buy a Les Paul, an SG, or an Explorer, or a V yeah that, no that's your core core concepts yeah, yeah just leave them alone just keep making classic colors classic color versions if you want to you know make that ebb and flow uh kind of come back around every once in a while then you know release some funky colored versions or something um but there's always going to be people that want to buy a strat atelier a Les Paul, and sg this those core guitars that and they just don't ever need to go away you always so wait you always need to like do something fun every now and again to just really shake things up. Fender's done an amazing job I think with their paranormal oh, series I was just going to bring the up the para- Yeah, totally. Um I think if we're going to if we're talking about like how to do it right, I think Fender does it right. Mhm. No,
3: absolutely.
0: Um, you know, when their Gibson, artist models? Yeah, when Gibson does it they seem they seem to really lose focus and they put out something like the Les Paul Boogie Van version. <laughs> it's a Cool paint job. Which was a cool paint job. <laughs>
1: The Zoot Suit, I love the Zoot dollars like,
0: Yeah. It was a standard Les Paul with a boogie van paint job and a $5,000 price tag. It and it was mental. just like, who's it? What? The Come on. Like, the, the Zoot Suit SG, that was cool. I mean, <laughs> they, I didn't they like them. Though.
1: They flopped.
0: I know. I know. They yeah. did. And now, you know, it's Prism Guitar's whole business plan, basically. <laughs> but that was at least a like it's a thing it's a you know yeah we're putting layers of colored poplar together spoon making a sandwich and then we're carved topping an SG. what and we're making this crazy thing like even if that's a flop it's one of those things it's like i understand why it's so different i understand the price difference you know you can wrap your head around it but
1: so what you're saying is you wouldn't over leverage your business to create robot Is that what you're getting to? <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> oh, okay, okay.
0: Yeah, I mean, it, you know, it maybe it would have been a surprise success story to have like, hey, for eight hundred dollars extra, you can put robot tuners on your guitar. And did, did you know the
2: boogie fans are still available? Are they still available? Yeah. No <gasps> kidding. So fifty-seven hundred and ninety-nine dollars Canadian. Can, Canadian. Long and McQuade. <gasps> Oh,
0: that's about a five. Th- well, they might still be available at Long McQuade because they haven't sold them. That's <laughs> <Scrub up.
1: laughs> that would be. No, I'm, I'm deadly serious. No, I, I absolutely they, mean. They, way that's a current
0: production guitar. So that's that's five thousand dollars U.S.
1: Like glaries, they have year decades worth of uh, inventory.
0: <laughs> well, so I worked at Long McQuade for a, a few years, and there were just some releases you could not sell. Robot guitars are the obvious go-to example here. We had mm-hmm. several. S- SG Standard robots. And I remember blowing those guitars out. The head, head office sent out a memo just like, get them out! <laughs> we blew those guitars out for six to $800 Canadian. Brand new SG Standard robots. Like even us staff members were like, I might buy one of these, just Take de-robot the, it. Yeah. Like where else am I gonna get a metallic sparkle red SG Standard <laughs> with the binding and everything like for this kind of money? <laughs> Didn't they have like a blue? Um, they did. They had, there was like a green, there was a blue, red, whole bunch of different colors. There was a first SG Standard. That was a pretty cool one. Yeah.
2: But they were all robot guitars. I think that's the problem. I think we've talked about this before lots. It's, it's, it, there wasn't a choice. That's exactly it. Yep. It's just, <laughs> you get robot tuners and like well,
0: it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and then uh what was it was a 2014 they all of a sudden the prices went up by like 800 bucks round table on everything Gibson it was like uh, oh, but this has a brass nut thing and the robot stuff and I don't like it and, yeah mm. anyways we we're way off track here <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> we don't do Welcome that the <laughs> podcast <laughs> well no this is
0: I mean this is kind of what the podcast is is we just want to have you on, let people get to know you talk about some cool stuff with you, share a bit about what you're doing. And
1: if we go off on a tangent
0: <laughs> about, uh, our theories in the guitar business, then that's uh, okay too.
1: <laughs> it's a, it's interesting to, from being an outsider too. Cause this is, I'm, I, depending on who you ask, I'm like, I'm old in the industry, but realistically I'm not. Um, I've only taken this like serious, serious, the last two to th- actually probably about three years now. Before that, I was in the liquor industry. Uh, I managed two giant liquor stores and like 25 employees and $4 million a month in sales. So, like, there was the whole learning of that. And then walking into the guitar uh, community and just like how the whole market works, it's just a fascinating thing because it's not, there's a lot of similarities, but it's a completely like polar opposite of what you'd expect.
0: Yeah, it's, it's been, like, I would say since we started the show, um, it's been really eye-opening Yeah, to yeah. be behind the scenes. And, like, I think my the thing I've learned the most is that most people aren't really competing with each other, or at least they don't see it that way.
1: Yeah. No, definitely certain markets, it's more friendship than it is, like, a cutthroat, like, yeah. shenanigans, bl- liquor world. Uh, hopefully they're not listening because they're, they're big business. Uh, It is very cutthroat. It's very predatorial. There's a lot of like, it's, it's a weird business. Um, And not just the, I'm not saying from like the store side, but more of just like the liquor brands itself.
0: Right. Yeah. I mean, it, it seems like it. (laughs) I've seen liquor brands sponsoring festivals and then next year some brand will come in and really try their best to undercut somebody and, and and take over that spot. And it's, it does seem a lot more cutthroat and, and, uh, you know, I don't want the, I don't want the guitar maker business to end up like that. I like that most people are friends.
1: Well, and, and one thing I, I find in being, I'm someone who has imposter syndrome. It's a very common thing. So like, yeah, when I first started out, it's like, oh, man, I I came from a consumer side, right? And it's like, oh, I'm nobody. I'm like, I just have, uh, you know, I'm a full-time employee, plus I have my, my little brother-in-law who helps me build batches. Like, I'm just a small guy, but then you talk to everyone, and it's literally like anyone who has more than, you know, four employees is like gigantic. Like, to <laughs> me, like, that's unheard of. Everyone, it's a very small, like, group of people. It's very condensed everyone knows everyone everyone's really friendly and if you're not very friendly everyone knows about it and they don't really talk to you too much so it's like this it's like this weird kind of like everyone loves instruments everyone loves music how can we all come together to help promote this to the masses so everyone keeps this going yeah mm-hmm. yeah which totally. is unheard of in any market
0: yeah it's it's really awesome and, and it didn't it used to be this way it used to be a lot more cutthroat and people were a lot more Worried about people stealing their stuff, and um, you know, look at Bill inventing the clon, I mean, he was so oh, yeah, so worried about people stealing a circuit. And I, you know, in his case, he was right cause... To
1: be to be fair, yeah, <laughs> and he <laughs> hates any he hates most clon things. Uh, he does love, I love, I heard a story about uh, Leon from uh, Pelican Noise Works and is, his uh, Pelotar. Yeah, are you guys familiar with that? Yep, the two of Huz's, and he made it look like a clon, and and um. Bill saw that and was like, oh god, another one. And then he ended up finding what it was. And he's like, that is actually really funny. I don't know if that story's true, but that's the story I heard. And and it's it's just the idea of like people like to to like help out and and love other people's great ideas. And and there is the the again, there is a lot of theft in in any market, right? Because it is a lot of the idea of like people will do it naturally, accidentally, and and people will steal stuff from other stuff. Um, but for the most part, it, it gets weeded out way quicker than I ever expected on anything.
2: Yep.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, so we're way over time as usual. <laughs> Cause nah, cause come on an hour, yeah. hour and a half
2: is the new standard. I know, I know. It basically, more or
0: less is we're theoretically an hour long podcast. I don't think we've done that.
1: Theoretically you're on time at a, at an hour and a half. Yeah. <laughs> Well, before I forget, where where
0: do people best find you? what's uh, What's the best way to get a hold of you if they're looking for something or looking I, for information or just want to say, "Hey, Sean"? You're
1: if any anyone answer. wants to go, but well, thank you. Um, I'm only half ginger, I swear. Um,
0: <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa! He's a ginger.
1: <laughs> oh, that's it. Delete oh, it. Half Let's get ginger. out of here. Why are we doing this
0: show? <laughs>
1: <laughs> now, now, from just the, the life stressor, my because my beard is very ginger. Uh, it's now turning gray, so now I can definitely say, "Oh no, I'm not ginger. I'm not ginger. But <laughs> I'm, I have nothing against ginger people. I'm I'm sure'd be ginger if you look in my family. Um, but you can find me if you, anyone anyone wants anything from a like Gunstreet, as a like, you know buying a kid, everything. I'm fairly easy to get a hold of. You can go through a website. Um, if you do go through a website and you don't hear back from me, uh, check your spam folder. Um, Google doesn't like us sometimes. Uh, other than that, we are usually on uh, Instagram. I haven't been posting much recently, um, but I'm very easy to get a hold of when you go on Instagram because I do pay attention enough. Um, YouTube, we've been doing a lot of more YouTube videos. I like to make little, little I guess they're adverts, but they're just kind of me screwing around. Um, I, I'm not a, a hard person to get a hold of. I may be busy, but uh, you can at least get a hold of me. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, and the, what are what are your what are your handles? Are what are your what's your website and what's your Instagram and? Yeah.
1: So all my handles are all the same. It's just going to be at Gun Street Wiring Shop, and the website is again at or www. Com.
0: Okay. Perfect. Excellent. Uh, dude, it was amazing to talk to you. You're somebody I wanted to get on the show for quite a while. We've talked about this for. Almost a year, I think, mm-hmm. was probably the earliest to mention, and that's before other people started recommending you uh, every other week.
1: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> I feel way more popular than I actually am. Uh, I guess not, <laughs> you are way. I more think you're way more than popular you than you, you think. Probably. You know? I, I'm that. I, I'm that type of person. Like, I, I have a I, I don't understand when people want to get my attention because I'm just like a weirdo. So anytime everyone's like, "Oh yeah, I like Sean," I'm like, "Really?" <laughs> I <said we're> <laughs> that's
0: that's exactly why you need to be a part of that discord group we'll have to, we'll have to oh there you go that. yeah <laughs> you were meant to be um, <laughs> dude it was awesome thank you for coming on the show and being a part of the fam jam um of course. really appreciate thanks it thanks for having me no worries and and listeners thanks for thanks for hanging with us for another episode we'll, we'll, we'll see you next week